At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of the VSIN Bet Center. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner, James Salinas, is along. Via a very windy Denver, Colorado, we've got NBA action going on, playoff action, the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks in a good one here, down to about the final three minutes, and they are still locked in a tie at 92 apiece. The Utah Jazz remain a favorite in the live market. They are laying a point and a half, and the total down to 202 and a half in the live market. Again, 92 apiece with about three minutes to go in that one. James, we have got more baseball going to first pitch in about 20 minutes from now. The Miami Marlins are in Atlanta to face the Braves, and it will be Alicia Hernandez taking on Ian Anderson. Both teams under 500, the defending World Series champs. The Atlanta Braves are at 7-8. and eight. They're already four games back of the New York Mets in the National League East. Miami is at 5-8 and eight and five games back of the Metropolitans. The Braves minus 146 favorites on the money line with this uh, game coming up here again in about 20 minutes, a total of seven and a half. And interestingly enough, there's a couple of shops here in Las Vegas that are about 10 cents higher on the Atlanta Braves, including right here at Circa, where they are at minus 154. So some variance in the market, but nonetheless, the Braves a good size favorite over their uh, National League East division rivals. Did you do anything with this one, Mr. Salinas? I haven't, Brady. Honestly, I've only played four base. I've only made four baseball bets since baseball started two weeks ago, and and three and one. I'm seventy five percent. I think maybe I'll just cool it. I right, don't know if exactly. I'll ever get. I See, you stay, can go. I'll just stay at that level. I'll just say, yeah, I'm seventy five percent Major League Baseball. Yeah, you can go out on Twitter now and say, you know, I hit seventy five percent in Major League Baseball, guys. Yeah, good luck with yeah, good luck with me getting on Twitter to do that. But anyhow, um, thinking about this game, I mean, what I'm really looking for now, now that we've getting starters to have a few starts, getting get, starting to get their arms stretched out. We know that the spring training was a condensed spring training, very limited time for especially these pitchers. Yes, the on the the hitting side. Timing's going to be off. There's not seeing, seeing especially the off-speed pitches take some time to to get themselves dialed in at the plate. But more so the pitching matchups and and getting pitchers' arms stretched out. So now we're ha- starting to have some pitchers that are having three, four starts under their belts here. But 
Then I'll start looking more so at playing first fives based on the pitching matchup. But there's nothing here about this pitching matchup that's really intriguing for me. You mentioned Hernandez. He did come off a strong start last week against Philly. Six innings, just one run given up against the Phils last time out. But looking at Ian Anderson, he pitched pretty well last week as well. And he's had somewhat success, limited success as far as appearances against the Bray or against the uh, the Marlins. Uh, He's given up he's had 29 Ks but he's also given up 15 walks and 21 innings pitched these are neither of these pitchers right now are guys that I want to rely on to look at making a play here when we look at the total we talked about totals and the tendency so far in the first two weeks of Major League Baseball season a lot of these a lot of these games going under for a variety of reasons here but for a team like the Marlins this is a team that is just struggling to put string hits together and put the bat on the ball eight of their 13 games so far this season three runs or less in those eight games. This is not a team that's putting up a whole lot. They're not lighting up the scoreboard, so I can't get involved with the total either, Brady. I didn't know where to go with this game, so I scratched it off my card. Yeah, I did not uh, play this game either. I've been betting baseball uh, pretty regularly, uh, typically like three or four plays a day. Didn't do it for maybe the first week of the season, but I'm getting uh, more heavily involved here in weeks two and three, and off to a good start so far. Knock on uh, Studio Granite. Uh, we'll hope that that continues. The Utah Jazz, by the way, now up on the Dallas Mavericks, 93-92. to We've got a TV timeout at the two-minute mark. Uh, Luka Doncic took an elbow there from Rudy Gobert right uh, to the chops, and I'm not sure if a foul was called. We don't have the audio here in the studio, uh, but it looks like they're taking a minute to figure out what went down there between Gobert? He was trying to get to the bucket. Gar- uh, he was guarded by Doncic and uh, caught uh, an inadvertent elbow, if you will. Certainly not intentional there by Gobert, but they currently are at a break with about two minutes left to go in regulation. The Jazz up 93-92. to 92. Yeah, Hernandez has started five games, uh, five times uh, against the Atlanta Braves, going one and one in those five starts with an ERA of 2.27, 33 strikeouts for Hernandez and eight walks in 31 and two-thirds innings of work against the Braves in his career. You mentioned Anderson with the 29 strikeouts, but 15 walks in 21 innings of work against Miami. Maybe a spot here to back the Miami Marlins, but it seems, James, for me, we've talked about this Miami team and, you know, building good pitching from their own system, dra- drafting from within or building from within, if you will. And and I thought this might be the year for the Marlins and their pitching to really show up, but it has not so far three games below 500 currently. Yeah, I know Trevor Rogers is runner up to the rookie of the year last year and gotten off to a slow start. But again, such a small sample size, just some teams only playing 12. We're anywhere between 12 to 15 games for, for most teams and just not a whole lot to go off, especially because spring training was so condensed. And that, that's why I'm not going to just look at whether you got off to a hot start. We think about the Rockies getting off to a quick start. They typically do that out here. And April's usually a good month for them until they go on that, that May road trip out east where they come back between uh, losing 10 of losing 10 of 12 games out on the East Coast and that typically happens for teams team like the Rockies but I'm not going to get too high or too low on any team except maybe the Reds team right now that just really struggling we know they had a fire sale of a lot of their a lot of their players especially in the lineup but you know, you, you look at Miami and it's just it's so early with these teams I don't want to start to to put myself in a mindset where I start to develop some kind of bias, even an unconscious bias about what I expected from a team coming into the season and how they performed just two weeks into the year. Current baseball scoreboard, the Minnesota Twins leading the Chicago White Sox 9-1, to the top of the eighth inning there in Minnesota. The Milwaukee Brewers beat the Philadelphia Phillies, a win on the road for the Brew Crew, 5-3 to year final there in Philadelphia. St. Louis shutting out those Cincinnati Reds that you mentioned, James, five to nothing right now, bottom of the eighth inning, and the Reds are at the plate. Their ace, Tyler Molly, on the mound today as well against St. Louis, and still just no offense for this team. Five to nothing. Currently, they trail the Redbirds. The Boston Red Sox and Tampa Bay Rays are scoreless through about three and a half innings. Boston batting in the top half of the fourth there in Tampa Bay. The Rockies are on the board in game two there, James. A good there start go. so far for our Colorado Rocks trying to even up that doubleheader 
after losing the opener 13 to nothing in which Miggy got his 3000th hit of his career. Colorado currently up one to nothing over Detroit and Detroit is batting in the home half of the second inning. We mentioned the Marlins and the Atlanta Braves coming up shortly. Uh, so they, I guess they did a jump ball there uh, with that uh, little scuffle or what have you, the inadvertent elbow from uh, Rudy Gobert. Uh, to the nose area of Luka Doncic, but now the Utah Jazz still hanging on to a one-point lead, 95-94, to and we've got about a minute and a half left in this contest, James. I'm really rooting for Utah here because I want to see this series continued. I, I think overall Utah's been a little bit disappointing. I mean, they had the first three games of this series with no Luka in the lineup, and, uh, you know, they, they went down two games to one, and they were a big favorite without the star for the Dallas Mavericks in the lineup. Utah was a big favorite to not only win this series, but in each of those games. And I think they've underperformed a little bit. Well, it, it used, this was a team talk about coming into the postseason, that speculation about the going to have really a makeover potentially of what happens here, whether it be through the player, some of the roster, as well as the coaching staff, right? Is Quinn going to be gone? Rumors about going to Los Angeles, coaching the Lakers. I mean, a lot of things swirling around this team that don't have anything to do with playing and performing on the court. And anytime you have a disconnect like that, especially on the defensive side. So when you're talking about defense in basketball, college basketball, pro basketball, you got to have five guys on the same page. They've got to be committed to understanding how their road rotations look, what guys are going to do in certain situations. We know in, in NBA, it's a lot of high ball screen action. It's a lot It's a lot of really two-man action. There's a lot of standing around and watching out on the perimeter to see what happens, out, how teams defend the ball screen. Then they can drive and kick it out for shooters. But I think for Utah, this is just the team that doesn't do well staying in front of the basketball on the defensive side. They're not really committed. They're not very athletic on the perimeter either. You got a guy like Donovan Mitchell. He's a tremendous athlete, but he's, he's taken – He's taking possessions off on the defensive side, not the offensive side. That's where he wants to expend his energy. I just see Utah as a team that is playing in for individuals. They're not playing collectively as a team, and that's hard to sustain uh, to trying to compete for 48 minutes, even against the Mavericks team that was short at missing their all-star for the first three games here. So it's, uh, it's only a matter of time before this team implodes. To your point, Brady, I would like to see it get extended because this is who will end up playing the Phoenix Suns. And I've got a future, an exact future when it comes to the Suns and the Bucks meeting in the finals. So I'm hopeful that we can get some extension out of this series on either side. Most likely it's going to be the Mavs that win. I think the Mavs are going to close this game out here. I've got them to have plus the four and a half. I'm hopeful that Utah will win the game, but not cover. There you go. I, I would take that. Yeah, I like to see games or series extended as well. We don't like to see necessarily a blowout, of course, unless that's uh, the bet you have made. But right now it is 96-95 in favor of the Dallas Mavericks trying to pick up win number three over the Utah Jazz. This one on the road. When we come back, James, we'll get into some player props. As promised, the Nets and the Celtics coming up pretty quick for game three of their series. We'll see if there's any player props on Kevin Durant that pique your interest. And then also, we we got in briefly to some uh, NFL draft discussion. We were talking about your experience with Kayvon Thibodeau, your unfortunate experience there uh, at a sports book in the Denver area. We'll get into some more players and get some of your thoughts on some of the bets maybe that you're considering for the NFL draft, which again, will go down here in Las Vegas next Thursday. We'll be back with more of the VEASAN Bet Center. Stick around. It's the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. The fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That is zyn.com slash 10. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here inside the VEASAN Bet Center. The Dallas Mavericks took a four-point lead with about 31 seconds left in this game. We are down now to just 11 seconds, and the Utah Jazz have grabbed the lead back by a point. Donovan Mitchell went to the rack. He was able to convert and get an and-one. He made the free throw. They were trailing by just a point. The Dallas Mavericks then missed two free throws on the other end, and Utah comes back with a bucket and now has the lead once again, 100-99 to with 11 seconds left to go in this contest. This has been quite a battle, James. Back and forth. Well, you're seeing the desperate effort out of the Jazz here, knowing full well they lose this game here. Go down 3-1 to one in the series. This will be the last game in Utah in this series. They're not going to go into Dallas and, and try to sustain this series. And in a sense, this might be the last game in Utah for a number of players. So playing with some desperation for sure. And in a sense, we know it's not a closeout game here, but the 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 fact that it flipped and the way that it flipped in that game three for really Dallas just from start to finish, especially pouring it on and scoring the basketball the way that they did in that game three, just kind of, again, speaks to the fact that this is just not a connected defensive side of the Utah Jazz. But it comes down to one possession basically here with 11 seconds. Kind of wonder where it's going to go. Who do we think is going to have the basketball in their hands? It's the NBA. We know where it's going, right, Brady? It's going to go to the All-Star. What uh, To Donkic, I want to see how does Utah play this? you got to suspect they've got to come double-team him. Take, try to take the ball out of his hands. Looks like they're going to try to pick up full court here and probably deny uh, deny Donkic. But here we go. It's going to be 11 seconds left, and Dallas is going to inbound the ball going full court. Yep, they will have to go full court indeed, and they cross the timeline there and try to get the ball to Doncic, and which they do, and he is double-teamed, like you say, James. And now, just a second left, he throws up a prayer, and uh, we've got a final, and we've got a 2-2 mm. series here. You win your bet, plus the four-and-a-half points. Yeah. Nice work there, and we get, we get our wish. The Utah Jazz yeah. win, but the Dallas Mavericks cover, so now we've got an even series at two games apiece, and I like that. I'd like to see this thing extended to uh, seven games if possible. Uh, But there you have it, a final, the Utah Jazz. Quite a comeback there in the last 30 seconds when they trailed by four points, 100 to 99, your final. Uh, Coming up here momentarily, we will have the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics, and let's uh, let's get into some of those player proposition bets that are available. 
you and I were both talking about Kevin Durant and the way he's been defended so well by the Celtics in the first two games. He's averaging just 16 points per contest in those first two games, I believe. And I think he's just two of seven uh, from beyond the three-point line. His uh, point total here, you can go under or over, is 29 and a half. His assist total is five and a half, and then his rebound total is seven and a half. Anything catch your eye there on the prop line for Durant? This is not a player that I want to bet against right now. Just from the competitive standpoint, he's a champion. He, he has the rings, he has the pedigree, and we know that when he is on, he has the ability to score at all three levels, whatever type of defense you want to run at him. If he wants to step out and shoot the three, he can shoot that over the top of any defender that Boston can try to run at him. And as well as I've, I'm suspecting and kind of hope that we'll see Kevin Durant more in the low post, turn his back to the basket, see if he can draw some double teams and, and see how the Celtics are going to respond defensively because a lot of times it's been KD 20. 30 feet out from the basket having to facilitate his own shot from out there and takes a lot of effort and energy out there so I think Kevin Durant you mentioned the prop numbers here and you know he's he's the guy that is gonna he's gonna be a Hall of Fame player he is a Hall of Fame player right now we know that and as poorly as performed especially in game two that second half I mean collectively as a, as a team the Nets were awful in that second half had a big 17 point lead early in that first half dumped it only scored 17 points in the fourth quarter did the Brooklyn Nets in that game two loss but in particular Durant 0 for 10 in the second half again I think a lot of that was fatigue you saw him settle for a lot of shots deeper and deeper away from the basket and and I think here he's gonna he's been watching film he's gonna have an inspired effort I would be looking to go over his point total here at 29 and a half and I think if he plays with his back to the basket there's going to be opportunities for him to dish the ball he's going to be able to see over any kind of double team coming his way and at five and a half looking at the playing the over I know it's right around what he's averaging here throughout the series three I think he had three and three and five in in the two games but for Durant if he does play with his back to the basket in the low post they are going to have to send some double teams that will open up some opportunities to to make the pass find some other shooters out there to make some shots let him facilitate from down low i'll be looking at not only the points but also the assist to go over for both kd yeah i think i could only go over in the points for the assists for me i just don't have a feel on that one i would pass on that one the one i like the best though probably is over on the rebounds over seven and a half and we talk about the mentality you have the brooklyn nets here with their back against the wall down in a 2-0 hole in the series, if Durant is going to have that inspired and you talk about championship pedigree type effort, I think he crashes the glass as well. And we know he's got the height and the length to do that type of thing. I think you could see a, an effort from Kevin Durant in a few different phases of the ball game, not just the scorer that he is, but I think he could pull down some boards as well. If you look at the Celtics player props, Jason Tatum, their star, of course, with the highest total for points here at 30 and a half. He's also under or over five and a half assists and also at seven and a half rebounds. Jalen Brown, 24 and a half points. Marcus Smart at 14 and a half points. Under or over six and a half assists. That's interesting right there. And then Al Horford, his point total at 12 and a half. Any on the Celtics side catch your eye, James? I would say as far as Marcus Marcus Smart is concerned, now Defensive Player of the Year, and after that was named, did not have a great Game 1 performance against Kyrie, the way that Kyrie really lit it up in that, that Game 1. It was a loss for, for the Nets, but a really tremendous game out of Kyrie in that effort in Boston takes a lot of energy to have to get out there and defend. And we saw that from game one to game two, he really focused his energies on the defensive side of the floor. In the first game, did Marcus Smart took 18 shots or took 17 shots, knocked down eight of them, scored 20 points in that game, cut that in half the next game. He only had nine attempts from the floor, was just three of nine from the court in that game two win over Brooklyn, one of six from three-point land. A lot of energy have to be expended on the defensive side to stay in front of Kyrie and make him have to work for everything that he does in the half-court sets for Brooklyn. So that's probably the first place I'd look. I think that's going to be the same execution for Marcus Mart. Going to have to put his energies on the defensive side as well as the offensive side. That's where I'd be looking at the scoring prop for Marcus Mart to go under that total. 
Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Jason Tatum, I think, is a difficult one for me. Hard to go to the under on his point total, but uh, that's the direction I would think I'd want to head. Yeah, 30 and a half, certainly a lot, but you know this guy's capable of putting up 50 as well. So uh, maybe best to pass on that one, but I certainly would be leaning towards the under. We spoke about uh, the series price here with Jordan Brenner all the way up to minus 350 on the Celtics right now. You know, this has got this is a game the Nets obviously have to win here, James. It, if if we're going to go ahead and and forecast and say, yeah, they're going to win today. Now it's a whole new series. They're down by just one game with another home game coming up. Uh, obviously, they've got a good chance to even this thing at two games apiece. Is it worth it right now to possibly take plus two sixty on the Nets to win the series? You, I, I think for the Nets that now that means they're going to have to win four out of five games, and I think just I just don't trust their defense enough. I agree. I think they win tonight, um, but can they can they sustain that defensive effort for four quarters to win four games? It can't just be KD and Kyrie get out of the way and just go outscore the the other outscore your opponent because your opponent actually defends and works hard and takes pride in playing the defense that they do, whether it's individually, like Jalen Brown, or in particular, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, and or collectively, the other piece is we're going to we're gonna see Robert Williams. We'll see how many minutes he actually gets out there and performs, uh, but there was talk about him being Defensive Player of the Year and really the, the paint, the rim protector that Robert Williams allows Boston on the perimeter to, to be overly aggressive against guards. They can gamble. They can take risks. They can play out of position because they know they have Robert Williams on the backside to help clean up if they get beat off the bounce or beat off the cut. So I think here, that's what I want to see. I want to see Robert Williams, how healthy is he? How many minutes does he get? Because I think for Robert Williams, he's going to have a bigger impact, not so much in the paint, but more so how Boston is able to defend on the perimeter. I just, I don't trust the Nets to be able to defend and keep up that kind of level of intensity the way that Boston does over the course of 48 minutes. I don't want to get involved with the Nets. I still think Boston's going to win this series. I just don't think they win tonight. Well, I, I think Boston's going to win the series as well. I thought that from the outset. And if you think they're going to do it, if they lose tonight and then come back in game four and win that one and then go back to Boston to win game five, to win the series, Celtics four games to one, that is the favorite right now at plus 260. So interesting there from an odds maker perspective. They think it's going to be a five-game series in favor of Boston. We'll come back and talk NFL draft next right here on the Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the VSIN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, keeping an eye on the basketball, the baseball, and of course, talking about the upcoming NFL draft right here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. The Minnesota Twins taking care of business with the Chicago White Sox, 9 to 2 in the bottom of the eighth inning currently in Minnesota. Still scoreless in Tampa Bay, where the Rays and the Red Sox are at 0-0 in the top of the fifth inning. Tampa Bay is minus one as far as the run line at plus 155. The total in this game now at three and a half. Halfway through the game, no score. Your live in-game total at three and a half. The Colorado Rockies, James, much to my delight, out to a 3-0 lead over the Detroit Tigers in the top of the fourth inning there. I thought they'd bounce back from that embarrassment in game one, the first half of this doubleheader. Definitely needed to break the bats up. Nothing in that first game being shut out. And then, you know, maybe the letdown side like we talked about with Miggy and getting his 3,000th hit and everybody there celebrating that in a sense and and really being amped and, and focused for that for that first game. Wanting to not only get him to be able to get that and celebrate their teammate and, and the history of that he's done in this game, but also... You know, now you got that out of the way. You don't have that hanging over your for the Tigers. They don't have that hanging over themselves as far as each and every game was concerned. And for Miggy being able to get that out of the way early in that game, game one that they won was thirteen to nothing was the final score there, Brady. So, yeah, a little bit of a, a more so. I think focus from the Rockies here wanting to do a little competitive pride shows out so off to a good start especially against a rookie pitcher on the Detroit side making his this is the first time he's had the ball in the bigs the Miami Marlins out early in front of the Atlanta Braves one to nothing they're still batting 
in the top half of the first inning there in Atlanta. All right, back to the NFL draft. We were talking about the draft prop on Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher out of Oregon. And James, I'm with you. I, I bet under uh, the draft position of five and a half. So I think he will be drafted at the fifth pick or before that. Um, and I, it was all the way to minus money when I got it. It was in the neighborhood of minus 200. So, uh, you know, you were on to something a week ago or two weeks ago, whenever that was, you know, getting plus money. And, and then also, of course, trying to grab him as exactly the number two pick. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel good about that as well. I think there's a strong chance that the Lions will take him. But if they don't at number two, I still think somebody's going to grab him uh, before the sixth pick comes up in the first round. Um, Let's look at some of these other players. There's been a ton of conversation this offseason and during the combine and the senior bowl and that type of thing about Kenny Pickett. His number is 12 and a half. Would you expect him to go sooner or later than that? Brady, this is where I have to take off my own personal GM hat and say, if I was a GM, what would I do? Number one, I'm not a GM, and that's never going to happen. But thinking about if I was in that position, would I put Kenny Pickett at the top of my draft board when it comes to the quarterback position in the first round? No, I would not. I don't think I, – I don't really – honestly, I don't think any of these, these quarterbacks that are available potentially in the first round and or beyond – I don't see them really as any as starters in the NFL. Maybe some backups there, a spot start here and there when necessary, but not a guy that's going to be the face of your franchise. And I think that's what you want when you're drafting somebody number one, whether it's number one overall or somewhere within that first round. That is going to be the face of your franchise at the quarterback position, and I don't see any of these quarterbacks coming out as being that guy. But here with Kenny Pickett. Do I think he goes beyond 12 and a half? I think he should go beyond 12 and a half, but really that's the speculation is we know teams get desperate. We know coaches are desperate to hang on to their jobs. We know front office staff in particular, the GM are, are desperate to hang on to their, they, they get, they have a short tenure. This isn't, well, you got a five-year plan and we'll be patient with you. There is no patience in pro sports anymore. This is massive billion dollar businesses. We know that. And guys need to win and it's win now. What have you done for me lately? As in today, this year, this week, as a matter of fact, in the NFL. So where do I, I honestly, I have no idea where Kenny Pickett is going to fall, but do I think he falls prior to 12 and a half? speaking and smelling the desperation from coaches and GMs in this league. I think he does. Yeah, I'm with you there. And and I'll dovetail that into my next question here. How many quarterbacks you think will go in round one Uh, here uh, on the odds board at BetMGM, You've got Malik Willis to go as the very first quarterback minus 155. Kenny Pickett to go as the first quarterback is plus 130 Desmond Ritter at 8 to 1 Matt Corral at 16 to 1 Sam Howell out of North Carolina also thought to be a potential first round pick as a quarterback so that's the that's the question James the number is three and a half will it be more than three and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round or do you think it'll be three or less Okay, again, it's not what I what I think it should be. It's what I think it will probably be. Speaking to the theme of desperation again, I think it goes over. I think teams, especially, we, we see how the league is structured now. And with that first-round pick, having that fifth-year option with the contract, I think that's big for any of these first-round picks, and in particular for the quarterback position. And we know that that's for, for most of these teams – I mean, we're, we're talking at least half the league, if not more, in need of a quarterback and in need of a quarterback change. And, you know, you're not going to find it through this draft and you're not going to make that happen overnight within the first round. I just don't see teams. I don't know if any teams are going to be moving up to draft a quarterback except for maybe late in the draft and wanting to capitalize in that latter part of the first round where you do have that fifth year. You can see somebody and you make them work. And the coaches are saying, that's your job. GM saying, coach, that's your job. You got to coach this young fella up and turn him into a franchise quarterback. So from that perspective and the desperation and the win now, how this league works and you have to win today, otherwise your job security is gone tomorrow. I think it goes over. I think teams will step up and overreach for players, in, in particular at the quarterback position. So I would say, yes, it goes over three and a half. You know, I, that is music to my ears because I bet that as well. And I got pretty good plus money on that. I believe it was yeah. somewhere in the neighborhood of plus 250. 
And, you know, I think there's a lot of mock drafts out there and a lot of, you know, prognosticators that will tell you it's going to be three quarterbacks in the first round and maybe even less than that. I'm with you on the exact same thinking, James, that I don't really I'm not in love with any of these quarterbacks. I really like Matt Corral probably the most. And and he's about the longest shot to be the first quarterback taken. Now there's injury concern with him and, you know, how he heals from uh, the injury that he suffered. Uh, I believe it was in a bowl game or late in the season last year uh, for Ole Miss. But uh, prior to that, I really liked his stock. A great, accurate passer is Matt Corral. We'll see uh, where he ends up going. But again, to the desperation, I mean, it seems like we see this year in and year out with the NFL draft. It's The guys just can't contain themselves, and they've got to go get a quarterback. And a lot of times you're going to see those teams that are at the back end of the first round. Those are the better teams based on where you ended up in your season, right? That's how they lay out the draft outside of trades. And if you look at Kansas City, I mean, Kansas City's got two picks at the end of the first round, 29th and 30th. They might take a backup, they right? They, they Maybe they take a backup, but more so do they trade out of that spot? Does somebody come in and make them an offer they can't refuse there? And somebody smelling like, all right, there's still a quarterback that we covet that we know if we're somewhere middle of the second round, we're, he's not going to follow us there. This is our opportunity to move up into that first round. Again, have that fifth-year option at the, at the team's discretion with any of those first-round picks. And for the quarterbacks, Coach, that's your job. Coach him up. Let's make that work. I, I, you can see. I mean, you've got you. You have Cincinnati sitting there at thirty-one. We just mentioned the Chiefs at twenty-nine and thirty. Uh, do they need that? Would they potentially trade out of those spots? Could be. You have Tampa sitting at twenty-seven, uh, and then Detroit. Detroit is has the, right at least for right now. They're sitting at thirty-two. Could they go for that quarterback spot? I know there was talk about Detroit taking Malik Willis at number two. I just I don't see that happening. I can't see them going for a quarterback that early, especially that high up there with the talent that's out there or the lack of talent and and face of the franchise or not having that face of the franchise in this draft, but maybe they go for that. That's where I think there's going to be a lot of movement on the second half or the latter part of the first round, and I think we will see somebody move up there and take a reach at one of these quarterbacks because they have that opportunity to have that fifth-year option in their contract. Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting with the, the these quarterbacks, and you made the point earlier, they all kind of look like good backups at this point. And, and I agree with you. I don't think the Lions are going quarterback at number two. I think it's, you know, reasonable that they could go quarterback at number 32 with their second pick. But I think Jared Goff, you know, he didn't have a bad season at all last year. The Lions, we, we talked about it week in and week out on the Pro Football Blitz. They played very hard for their head coach, Dan Campbell. But I think backup quarterback is becoming more and more valuable because now we have 17 games, James, and they're probably going to 18 games here pretty soon. I mean, the health of a quarterback, any player for that matter in the NFL, going a full 17, 18 games, it just doesn't seem very likely. And I think all these guys would be very valuable picks, especially with so many teams having two picks available in that first round. I think over three and a half quarterbacks is a good bet where you can get some pretty good plus money. We will see the draft, of course, next Wednesday, excuse me, next Thursday, the first round, April 28th, right here in Las Vegas. When we come back, we've got more baseball going to first pitch here in the next 30 minutes or so. James and I will preview that one for you when we return right here on the VSIN Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSN, the sports betting network. VSIN is all in for the draft next week in fabulous Las Vegas. We have a special draft preview show tomorrow, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Tim Murray and Sean King will break down all the first round prospects and prop bets available. Expert guests will include legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger, former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, and former NFL lineman and TV host Mike Golick. And his son, VSIN's draft preview special tomorrow, 6 p.m. exclusively at VSIN. And don't forget to download our NFL draft betting guide featuring best bets, mock drafts, and everything you need to score big this draft season. Download it today for just $10. You can find it at vsin.com slash draft for more information. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Bet Center. They are underway in Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets. And the Boston Celtics underway in Game 3. And it is 4-0 Brooklyn out of the gate. Just about 10 and a half minutes left in the first quarter there. And Boston is now on the board. Make it 4-2 to two in favor of the Nets. The Minnesota Twins out in front of the White Sox 9-2. to two. In fact, that is a final. Minnesota gets that one over Chicago. 9-2 to two, the final there. The game goes over the total. Boston and Tampa Bay still scoreless in the top of the sixth inning. No score between the Red Sox and the Rays. Colorado still leading Detroit 3 to nothing. They are in the bottom of the fourth inning there, and the Atlanta Braves have tied it up with the Miami Marlins at one apiece. They are just kicking off the top of the second inning there in Atlanta. Uh, the Mets are at the Diamondbacks. This one's coming up at 5.10 p.m. Pacific, 8.10 p.m. Eastern. Going to first pitch here, James, in about 25 minutes from now. Good game on Friday night. It looked like the Nets, or excuse me, the Mets were going to run away with this one after being down one to nothing early in that ball game. And then the Arizona Diamondbacks came all the way back to tie it up, ultimately losing six to five in 10 innings to the Metropolitans. Game two will pit Trevor Williams for the Mets against Umberto Castellanos for the Snakes. New York opened up as a minus 135 favorite here with a total of nine and a half. And the Mets have seen the money. Right now, minus 155 on New York on the money line. The total remains unchanged. And I tell you what, James, you talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Cincinnati Reds. I get it. I I mean, I think there's a few teams that you can almost go against every day until the prices adjust. And and obviously it has here, 155 starting to get a little bit expensive, but maybe still a green light for me. Well, the way that the Mets are hitting, especially with two outs, that's the biggest thing we saw them yeah, dumped the lead, but that wasn't the that's getting into the bullpen. A lot of times, again, where we were talking about betting those first five and avoiding bullpens for either side, but that's what happened to the Mets last night. And like you said, having to come back and win it in 10 innings because the bullpen blew that 5-1 to one lead late. 
Looking at the way that the Mets are hitting the baseball, they lead the league in runs scored at 73. 35 of those runs that they've scored have come with two outs. So some clutch hitting going on right now for the New York Mets and a team that's not going to give away any at-bats. They're not going to concede any at-bats, especially if you have runners in scoring position. They're driving runs in with two outs. But, you know, I, I think that's where, you know, the number's too far away for me right now. You said it's yeah, basically consensus 155. I'm not going to lay that much, especially early in the season. I understand why the money's going on the Mets. If you look at the Diamondbacks and you mentioned that this is this Diamondbacks are a weird team when you start looking at some of the this, some of the basic statistics here. They're the worst. They have the worst batting average in baseball, sitting at 180. So these are guys that are. Uh, that's what the. I guess they're taking up for the fact that we don't have pitchers hitting in the National League anymore. They said, well, you know, we'll do our part and not hit the baseball either, because that's basically where we had most pitchers sitting around 180. Diamondbacks are doing that collectively as a team so far through the first 14 games of the season. But then they're second in the bigs overall with 61 walks. So they're not putting the ball in play, but they're finding ways on base via via the base on balls. But then this is a team on the defensive side that keeps kicking the ball around. They're second in the bigs with 14 errors through 14 games. So honestly, this the D-backs are a hard watch right now. It's not a team putting the ball in play. They are working counts and getting getting on board via the walk again, but then kicking the ball with their leather out there in the field. I don't know where to go with this game. I'm not going to lay a price like that with the Mets here. You mentioned with with Williams getting the start here for for the Mets in six starts against Arizona. He does have not so much the record, but his ERA is sitting at 2.65 in those six starts against the Diamondbacks. So understand where the money's going with the Mets, but too high a price for me to lay it. The two best teams in baseball right now, record-wise, the New York Mets at 11-4 and and the Los Angeles Dodgers at 10-3. and The Dodgers have the best record in baseball from a win percentage standpoint. It'll be game two between L.A. and the San Diego Padres, 540 Pacific, 840 Eastern time from Petco Park in San Diego. And it'll be Tyler Anderson for L.A. You uh, Darvish will counter for the Friars, the Dodgers, as I mentioned, 10 and 3 on the season. They opened as a short favorite here at minus 115 on the money line with a total of nine. That was heavily shaded to the under, and the under has certainly taken a hit here. Now down to seven and a half, and the Dodgers have seen some money as well to continue their winning ways. Now minus 130 on the money line there, James. And obviously the Padres are a different opponent than the Arizona Diamondbacks. But again, the Mets and the Dodgers just look like a couple of powerhouses right now. Well, you get what you pay for, right? You look at the payroll. <laughs> right, exactly. You're meeting expectations. That's the expectation when you're paying that high. Maybe there's some other teams out there, in particular like New York, the other team in New York, the Yankees, maybe not reaching that those heights with the expectations based on their payroll more so because of that that really that yeah the team no uh, like you out. said uh, on the other side of the subway the team that is not driving in runs with two outs yes exactly right the trying to hit the three they're all they're going to they're the pinstripers going up to the plate trying to hit that three run homer with nobody on base that's the way that they approach the that's the way they approach the game when they're when they got the stick in their hand but i, I think with the padres the one thing about the dodgers and padres and we saw this last year and a lot of expectations for the padres over the last couple of years and they boosted their payroll for sure to try to keep compete in the nl west against the la dodgers is those games feel like playoff games the atmosphere it's a great atmosphere in the stands and then we see you can feel the intensity on the field each time these two teams match up and we saw that last night yes great pitcher performance out of the Dodgers last night but I, I just I don't know what to expect from you Darvish that's the that's the key for me you saw how he started off against Arizona six innings again not going to stretch his arm too much he did throw 92 pitches in that game against the Diamondbacks no hits had four walks and three K's and then goes to San Francisco and really is I think it was some uh, weather conditions in San Francisco can be tricky at any time of the year and definitely in the spring and not good conditions but got absolutely shelled by the Giants in that second start and then bounces back last night Sunday or last week Sunday night baseball against Atlanta and throws a gem throws seven basically seven innings of one earn run baseball so what are we going to see out of you Darvish because the concern for me is we saw that last year and, and when they started cracking down did the league on pitchers with the sticky substance I think you Darvish was really affected by that spin rates went down he was not nearly as effective in the in the in the middle of the season when they started really enforcing that consistently and 
I, I, I just, I'm not really sure if you Darvish is one I want to trust, but then you look on the other side for Tyler Anderson. He was signed in the offseason to give some depth to that Dar- Dodgers starting staff. He's going to make his first start of the season for, for LA is Tyler Anderson. He has pitched eight innings so far, both out of the bullpen, two, four inning stints. Uh, he's, Pitched very well in those two inning or those four inning stints that he's come in out of the bullpen. Two earned runs with eight strikeouts, no walks in those two appearances. Yeah, but I don't trust either of these pitchers right now, so not a play for me here, Brady. Yeah, how good is the uh, National League West? You talk about the Padres uh, trying to keep up with the Joneses there and spending money, bringing in Bob Melvin, you know, a former. Uh, coach of the year there, and they are at nine and six. The Padres, you know, having certainly a, a good early season here at nine and six, yet they're in fourth place in the division. They are just two games back of the Dodgers, however. And of course, San Francisco gets two straight wins over the Washington Nationals on the road. So, uh, pretty top heavy. And your Rockies uh, looking good out of the gate. We'll see what happens down the stretch. Of course, a lot of people did not project. Big things for the Colorado Rockies this season, but so far, four out of the five teams in the NL West looking really good. You mentioned Tyler Anderson uh, has not uh, started a game yet. Of course, he will make his first start of the season. Hugh Darvish making his fourth start of the season for San Diego. He's currently 1-1, one and one, his ERA of 6.28, but he does have an XFIP of just 4.54, and I think that kind of lends itself to the uncertainty. You look at that ERA and go, wow, that, that doesn't give me confidence. Now, the XFIP, what I think is maybe a more truer measurement of how that pitcher is truly throwing, is, show you that, is showing you that you Darvish isn't throwing too bad, and you talked about that uh, that Sunday night baseball game in the Atlanta Braves in which he was brilliant. So I, I think it's tough to gauge that one. Anderson's ERA, by the way, 2.25 with an XFIP of 2.61. So pretty consistent there for Tyler Anderson. I am staying away from that game as well, James. We'll come back with more. We've got more baseball, basketball. The Brooklyn Nets out to a 12-9 lead currently over the Boston Celtics early in the first quarter of Game 3. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.